Matthews, episode 13 now, 13 episodes in. As always, Joe Stafford, Chris Matthews, former Seahawk and Raven. And we actually have some bad news for you guys right now. Um, so we kept this kind of secret one to surprise you towards the end of the week here. But I was supposed to fly out to L.A. to be with Chris. We were going to do some interviews and stuff. And actually, he was going to get us inside SoFi Stadium. Patriots Rams are playing on Thursday. It was working out perfectly. And then boom. 2020 strikes again, COVID strikes again, and LA goes into stay-at-home lockdown mandate. They made walking illegal. Like, how the hell does one do that? I don't know how they do that, but they did it. And so now my flight got canceled, my hotel got canceled, everything's ruined. We would have covered a game right from the stadium. It sucks, it stinks, but that's the reality. Chris, like, I'm sorry, it's not my fault, but, like, it still is horrible. Yeah, man, I was looking forward to it as well, you know, for us to finally be able to be in the same space to work together and create this magic that comes between us. Uh, But, you know, things happen. I just want to advise everybody that whether you believe it or not, um, just being safe and giving peace of mind to other people, uh, you know, just, you know what I'm saying, like, like, if not all, just adhere to some of the laws. Hmm. Wear a mask. I mean, you should already be washing your hands. I don't think that's something that should be mandated. Um, but wearing a mask when you're around other people, I know there's a lot of house parties and clubs that are going on right now. Shit, I've been invited to a couple <laughs> of them. And I'm just saying, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. But uh, and Lord knows I want to be out, Joe, for real. Like, mm-hmm. I really want to be out. But I have a two-year-old child, so it's things like that, you know what I'm saying, that I worry about. And um, I just don't want to put somebody else in trouble. I don't care about myself, you know what I'm saying? Like, I care about the other person. Uh, and yeah, that's, where, that's where, that's the reason why I try to stay in and abide by the rules, even if I don't agree with them. Yeah, it's personal responsibility, plain and simple. <laughs> Um, if you care about people around you that are at risk and you probably shouldn't be going out, you probably shouldn't be doing the high risk activities that, that the CDC has been advising not to do. And it's tough around the holidays, especially when family wants to get together. Um, yeah. and obviously during the holidays, it's already politically supercharged with different sides of the families. I know I deal with that on my side as well. So it's tough, but roll with the punches 2020. It is what it is. And this is just the latest casualty and a long line of casualties that this year's experience for everybody involved. Yeah. Um, but yeah. We, we got to power through it and get through it. Vaccines on the way, almost there. Um, it's 824 on Tuesday, the 7th. We have football right now. We're recording on Tuesday. Dallas and Baltimore are playing right now as we speak. And right before we go on the show, Des Bryant tweeted out, he tested positive for the coronavirus while warming up. They took him out of warm-ups to test him, and he tested positive. So they're playing a football game right now after he went with us, all his teammates, in the locker room, everything. Keep that in mind. And yeah. And number two, he also tweeted out just now that he's done for the year. He's leaving, he's leaving the Ravens. What just happened? What just happened? Like, no, like, literally, like, what the fuck? I, I, I don't know. And I don't, I don't want that little giggle to, like, make it seem like I'm insensitive about this situation. Uh, to me, what it sounds like, it's, it's probably really mentally um, – Physically, it looked like he was there. He got his body right. Um, he was ready to play. The Baltimore Ravens signed him, put him on a practice squad, and then activated him. So that means that he was ready. His body was ready. Mentally, 
it doesn't look like it. Something, something uh, mentally has to be going on uh, with Dez, and you know, all I can, all, you know, all I want to do is, you know, give my prayers to him and his family, and you know, everything he's dealing with right now, and uh, pray that you know he gets better, bro, because these, this is a serious time, you know, serious times, and for the something as serious as a pandemic ha uh, going on and affecting him and his family uh you can only you can only imagine what's going on in his mind yeah for sure i mean it's been a tough break for des Bryant. we all know the story gets released by his his hometown dallas cowboys um is unemployed for i think a year and a half two years signs with the saints and at the time drew Brees is still playing phenomenal football he's not injury prone yet you have michael thomas just coming onto the scene at the time as an elite wide receiver You've a lot of pieces there. Des Bryant signs with the team. They're like, oh, my God, right before the playoffs, they're going to make a deep run. Mm -hmm. Then he tears his, his Achilles two days into practice. And obviously, that, that takes a huge mental toll on top of that. Doesn't, it goes unsigned this last offseason. Then comes to the Baltimore Ravens as a, as a member of the practice squad. He gets signed to the active roster for, I think, two games now. This would have been his third game. Mm -hmm. And now it test causes for, uh, test positive for COVID-19. It's, it's just horrible. I, mean, I, I feel for him a lot, too. I think he's probably overreacting. I don't, I don't think he probably means it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of players tend to do that on, on Twitter and Instagram, kind of just like say, kind of get their thoughts out there and kind of just kind of vent and, yeah. and to talk about their frustrations and everything, which I understand. Um, but I think people need to have some perspective on this, especially Des Bryant, and realize, hey, this isn't the end of the world. You're quarantined for probably 10 days and be fine. Mm -hmm. And then probably play the next game. You know what I mean? So uh, prayers to Des Bryant. Hopefully he gets his mind right and his body right. And hopefully COVID-19 doesn't take too much of a toll on the uh the former dallas Cowboys superstar so des bryant we're, we're rooting for you here at stafford and matthews and um and speaking yeah, of which in contact with you bro I'm what's up in contact with him yeah why not man and check him out bro because you know i just it, it's just hard to see something like that you know he's a fellow wide receiver um somebody who i definitely watched uh you know come into the league and i was super, super impressed uh, with his gameplay in college. So um, that's somebody that I really paid attention to and it's somebody I looked up to. Uh, he was drafted in 2012, I think, right? Yeah. So he were at Kentucky at the time. Yeah. And it's funny because you guys have – He was drafted 2010. It was before. 2010. 2010 and 2011. But he was drafted before me. Well, no, you dropped it before you. What I'm saying is you were in college at the time when he kind of broke yeah. out of the scene there. And, yeah. and you guys are pretty similar receivers when talking about red zone potential and the ability Absolutely. to go up and get the football. So Absolutely. definitely it hits home, I'm sure, for you. But um, speaking of the Cowboys and the Baltimore Ravens, 3 nothing is the score right now. Lamar Jackson just threw an interception. Um, there's about two minutes left in the first quarter here. Um, before we get into the games here, I think Lamar Jackson's a fraud. I, yeah. think he's, I think he's overrated. Yeah, he won MVP last year. He's a physical specimen, one of the most athletic guys in the NFL, bar none. Doesn't matter what position he's at. Just athletic, period. Mm -hmm. he, he is great with athletic ability. Mm -hmm. And I want to respect that. But at the same time, they have now a year of tape on him. Defenses now have a year on tape to dissect and analyze every single thing this guy does. Mm -hmm. And this has been a cadence for mine for, I think, the last three episodes. We're talking about Kyler Murray and, and Lamar Jackson, some of these other, you know, mobile quarterbacks and I, i've said it over and over again if you can't pass effectively from the pocket you won't be successful long term in the nfl wow that's crazy that you say that and he literally just stood in the pocket and threw the ball down the field i'm just saying one throw doesn't make a man that's all i'm trying to say here 
Also, shout out to RG3 having having a pretty decent game against Pittsburgh last yeah. week. I want to shout that out too because I think they played last time we were recording as well, yeah. which is weird because they had a whole COVID mix up and everything. But yeah, RG3, great to see him back on the field there. And uh, they almost pulled it out there. Almost pulled it out. And almost ended the, the Pittsburgh Steelers undefeated season there. But didn't come until this week against Washington, which we'll talk about later, which is hilarious. So, so funny. But anyway, first game of the week was the Browns and the Titans, one o'clock football. And Ooh. just shocking. 41-35 is the final score, but that score does not tell the whole story by any means. It was 38-7 to at halftime. 38-7. to Derrick Henry, who I have a ton of respect for, which last week we said he's an MVP candidate. Yeah. And they're down 38-7 to against Baker freaking Mayfield? Yeah. He threw four touchdown passes, all of his touchdown passes, in the first half. All four. That's unacceptable from any defensive standpoint. And they have some players in that, in that Titans locker room on defense too. So what were your impressions from this game? I mean, for me, I think it's probably a fluke game. I, I, I have, you know, faith in the Titans organization, period. I think Derrick Henry is a tried and true way of, of winning football games. And I like Mike Vrabel a lot. Mike Vrabel is a player's coach, easy to root for, great guy, obviously New England guy. But what do you think about this game? Um... <clears throat> I thought that this was a flu game as well, like you said, for the not, but not for the 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 uh, Titans, but for the Browns. Uh, mm. they, they look like a professional team. I'm not gonna lie to you, <laughs> and that's not something that I'm accustomed to seeing uh, from the Browns, no matter who's uh, at the helm of the uh, uh, at the helm of it. Um, they came out striking. And Tennessee wasn't ready for it. That's all it was. You know, this is something that happens all the time. I tell people all the time. Uh, anything can happen any given Sunday uh, in the NFL. That's why I never can put anything past them. Uh, sometimes I don't know that we, you know, when we do our, our picks, uh, we kind of brush through a couple of teams like, oh, yeah, you know, they're, 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 they're going to win. And, you know, that team's not going to have a chance. And clearly this week, actually, it happened this week where it was a couple of teams that – that, uh, Changed the whole scenario of, of of people's picks, and I know I know that there was a lot of people that were down this week that automatically picked a couple teams like the Colts game, uh, thinking that uh, they were going to lose. So, um, yeah, this this game was this game was a fun game to watch. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. uh, it was interesting. You know, Baker Mayfield actually uh, threw the ball, and and it was precise. It was on point. Uh, you know, largely because you know. Titans they play they play a lot of, a lot of off uh, a lot of off cover you know off cover three uh, they don't really press too much and they try to their philosophy is don't get beat deep so um, everything's going to happen underneath them and uh, you know that you know that's you know people they, they were they're going to have some they was going to have some yards regardless uh, in this game just off of Tennessee but shout outs to uh, Corey Davis Corey Davis had a monster. Uh, uh, monster week with 11 receptions, 178 yards, and a touchdown. Um, it's a guy that I'm pretty mad. I'm, I'm mad at myself for not even playing him in fantasy this week. Um, and I was actually contemplating on putting him in, and sure enough, he had got me 35 points on the bench. That's the worst feeling in the world Man. on your bench, 35 points. That's the worst feeling. And how happened to me this week, too. And I, I, I lost by 10. Oh, <laughs> and I bugged down to third place. That's so tough. I had Mike Gusecki on my bench, so I kind of feel free a little bit here. But I'm still going to win this week. I'm still happy about that. Also, I want to just talk about this, too. I'm going to fantasy league with my, my friends from school, from college. And um, 
I was projected by ESPN to be the worst team in the league. The worst. The number one worst team in the league. They said I'd win like three games all year. Really? I am now the number one seed going Mm. to the playoffs next week. So I'm just saying, don't believe the hype. I'm just saying, don't believe the hype. Do not (laughs) believe the hype. Because I am a wagon. I am a wagon. That's all I'm going to say here. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Cleveland. You respect you, Joe. Exactly. No, but talking about Cleveland and Tennessee here, one more thing I want to tap on here. I still think Baker Mayfield stinks out loud. I do. I really, really do. Yeah, he had a good game. I'm not going to say that. He doesn't or he does? He does. He stinks out loud. Oh, I, I don't yeah. think he's a good quarterback. I, I have no problem saying that. Yeah, he had four touchdowns. All in the first half, by the way. They scored three points the entire second half. Where'd the offense go? Oh, yeah. Baker Mayfield started to stink it up. That's where the offense went. They tried to run the ball a little bit, and they did so pretty well with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt pretty back and forth there. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield still can't carry a football team. I don't mm-hmm. care what you tell me. I don't care what analytics go against me. I don't care what you stat nerds say to, to discredit me. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield doesn't pass the eye test for me. doesn't pass anything for me. Yeah. It still stinks out loud. They made a mistake at number one, and that will always be true. That's no. why I'm looking at you there. Yeah, no, facts. Uh, what are we? Week, what is this? Week 13? Yeah. You know, you get, you get one good game out of 13 games. It, do you consider that really – do you consider <laughs> that, that being elite? Or what do you – you know, I don't want to say anything negative. But I'm, sure, I'm sure Browns fans do. I'm sure <laughs> Browns fans do. I'm sure they, they've been begging for it. They've been waiting for it. To and then they turn around and have a winning season. Like Also, know, yeah. The, 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 the fact they're 9-3 and three blows my mind. But Man. it actually – it makes more sense when you look at their schedule breakdown here. The reason Pittsburgh is undefeated up until this Sunday – is the reason why Cleveland's nine and three. They have a cupcake schedule. Yeah. They have an easy schedule. It's brutally easy. The Patriots are six and six right now. They could easily be nine and three. Mm-hmm. Imagine if they had this this uh, schedule here. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna drop that in there right there. Imagine. You know, I don't know. A lot better. They were uh, they were a, a yard away from Seattle. Still they were, has to throw the ball, so I don't, I don't know how good. <laughs> but does he? But does he? We'll get into that. I don't think he does. Anyway, crazy uh, game here too. Raiders Jets. I was actually rooting for the Jets a little bit in this game. I was. I was like, better, I was like, come on, better. come on. They're gonna run the table. <laughs> They're gonna run the table. I was so hyped. I was like, yes. So we we're talking in the group chat uh, from my 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 dorm there, and I remember. I mentioned to you before, my roommate Trevor is a Jets fan. Mm-hmm. So he's going berserk in the group chat. He's going, like, we're going to win a game. He's going crazy. He's going wild. <laughs> and I, I jokingly texted him, I'm like, oh, they're going to run the table, like as, as a joke and everything. And um, this is, I think, three plays before 11 seconds. And I'm just going back and forth. I'm like, I'm really happy for you. It actually helps us out, the Patriots, because if the Raiders lose, we get a game on them in the wild card hunt. So I'm like, yes, this works. Perfect. Nice. And then 11 seconds happens. Greg Williams, who actually got fired for this decision, calls yeah. an all-out man blitz on a Hail Mary. Holy ballsy. That is really, really ballsy to do. And sometimes ballsy decisions don't work out for you. And this is the prime example. Derek Carr drops back, steps up in the pocket, throws downfield to a wide-open Henry Ruggs for a touchdown, win the ball game with four seconds left. Wow. Just wow. But I have one thing to say before you, you chime in here. How the hell is Greg Williams out of a job, but Adam Gay still has his job? Like, how? How does that work? I don't understand. Greg Williams should have been the coach of the Cleveland Browns before Freddie Kitchens was. Then yeah, he got canned. Absolutely. 
went to the Jets. Probably should have been the Jets interim coach after they, uh, after they got rid of the last guy. You bring in Adam Gase, who stinks out loud, can't coach for his life, is not a leader of men in any way, shape, or form. And then you fire the one guy who actually has some sense. Yeah, it's a bad play call. I'm with you, 100%. Bad, yeah. bad play call. All up blitz on the Hail Mary, you are a moron. But no, you- overall, he's a good defensive coordinator and actually would have been a better head coach for you than Adam Gase was. But you fired the wrong guy. That's my point. You know what I think, Joe? What? After after seeing that game, watching that play, you got the game won. All you have to do is play defense. You call an all-out blitz. It's embarrassing. It is. Which didn't work. None of the game. Because that wasn't their first time calling an all-out blitz. But mm. – all-out blitz. That tells me that I, I could be completely wrong. They're not. He's not in control of his football team. Higher-ups is in control of his football team because they're worried about the future. They're worried about who they're trying to get for the future. Sure, their pick for the future. So you're, so you're so saying they blew the game intentionally. So for with that, I want to take my name out of the running for president and GM. I can't do it. If I can't be me, if I can't do what I want to do, pick the players that I want to pick, I'm not, I'm not going for it. And, and you're making me lose it. You're making me lose to Joe. Like I keep picking these guys and it's be it, and it our record will be one, one or two points off. And I'm like, damn it. If it wasn't for fucking, the Jets, <laughs> I'd be up right now. So I'm off. I'm off. The Jets, bro. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, listen, I don't know what you guys are doing out there. It clearly looks like the coaches aren't in control of the players or the organization. So for that, for that, I'm out. You can clearly see it works when you give the coach and the GM the power to do what they want to do. With their team, Seattle, uh, the 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 uh, Kansas City, you got uh, the Patriots, Minnesota, Minnesota. You know what I'm saying? Like you clearly can see that when you when you give the team over to the GM and the coach and let them work in tandem, it works for sure. No. I'm with you. No matter who you pick up, it don't matter. They could be a Hall of Famer. They'll for sure be a Hall of Famer. Whoever you pick up, for sure will probably be a Hall of Famer. Maybe not for your team because you're so bad, but for their career, they'll probably end up a Hall of Famer for sure. But if you're thinking about your team, why wouldn't you do what works when this NFL team, when NFL, when this NFL league is known off of Cop, it's known to be a copycat league. Like, I don't understand it. It For doesn't sure. make sense to me. It's funny. When you made the, like, the formal announcement that year, you're done with the, the Jets <laughs> thing, you said, I'm out. It's like you're on Shark Tank. It's like you're on yeah, Shark Tank. That's, that's so funny. Um, it's funny. The Jets can't even keep a small podcast out of New England and California on their team. <laughs> that's so good. I love that. I'm still putting my, my, my hat in the ring there. I would love a GM job. Are you kidding me? I turned the team around in two seconds. 
Two. No, hell no. If I can't, if I can't, if I can't draft who I want to draft, you just go make me look bad. Then that's gonna, then that's gonna, that's gonna make it even harder for hey. me to get a job somewhere else when you leave, when you cut me. Hey, if Madden 21 franchise mode's any indication, I'm a perfect GM. <laughs> I've won like 30 Super Bowls. If Madden's any indication, I can do this job. I'm, I'm keen with that too. It's Thanks all about attitude and energy. I, I'm <laughs> going to manifest this into happening. <laughs> I'm going to be the Jets GM one day. I'm manifesting. And no, no, they'll pull this tape up too. When it happens, they'll be like, oh, and they'll do like the draft coverage or whatever. And they'll be like, yeah. and the Jets are picking number five, fifth overall. And let's take a look back to 2020 when uh, their GM actually proclaimed he would be the GM 20 years later. They'll show this clip. I'm telling you right now. Well, then I want to be the head coach. I'm putting that in, Jess, right now. <laughs> you want to coach this team? Hey, I want to coach. Because if you got it, if you're picking the teams, we're, so let, if, if, you, if you're paying attention to Stafford and Matthews and, what, and Joe's uh, early uh, draft picks, you can see where players could potentially go. Now, if you would look on uh, Mike Mayock's, I know he hasn't did his yet, but if you pay attention to Mike Mayock and uh, uh, John Gruden when he when he's when he's not being a coach because he still does uh, FSN as, at times, um, and look at these mock drafts, Joe is almost like very very close to being spot on with these picks. So we'll see next year. I mean, this year we'll see if you if you complete uh, the same percentage that you did last year. Chris, make me blush over here. Oh my God, thank you so much. Oh my God. Uh, no, 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 it's funny. Uh, but if, <laughs> if you want to bring it up, I mean, I saw flex a little bit. Uh, I beat <laughs> I beat every single CBS analyst last year. Woo! I picked more right than every single CBS analyst. That's that's eleven analysts. That's eleven tough. analysts put a mock draft out the day before the draft. I released mine the day before the draft. Yeah, I picked more than every single one of them. So can someone hire me? I I like I would love that. Just someone, anyone. I would love. I I'm would coming. Love exactly. I don't, I don't care. I don't care what you get. I'm coming. <laughs> and Seriously. I'm gonna something else right up in there. Also, because Chris mentioned, I'll, I'll plug it as well. Uh, my early mock draft, my way too early mock draft, just just uh, dropped on Ride the Wave Media and Spike King and Stafford and Matthews a bunch of, on a bunch of different accounts here. Uh, dropped yesterday. Uh, check it out. Pretty good insight, I think. I'll uh, probably write an article about it soon. Also doing a video version. Shout out to, first of all, shout out to our intern, Kev, who Man. is just a grinder. He is so good at what he does. He's doing the graphics for it right now. It's going to be done tomorrow. I gave him the assignment an hour ago. He's just, he just works so hard. I think he's one of the best workers we'll ever have on this show. Probably the best hired decision we've ever made, you know, ever. It was the only, only hired decision we've ever made, but still. still greatest counts. decision. Yeah, it best decision ever. Your hands. There we go. But yeah, Kev, shout out to you. Awesome kid. Awesome worker. Thank you so much. All right, back to football. Jags Vikings here. 27-24 is the final score. This game goes to overtime. The Vikings escape with a three-point victory here. And this is why I shit on Kirk Cousins. This is the, this is the reason why I shit on Kirk Cousins. It's the Jaguar. They're 1-11. This shouldn't be a football game. You're 6-6, six and six, but you're better than 6-6. Six and six. But then you, have, you, then you have terrible, terrible losses to teams like Dallas. And almost a loss to teams like the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. That should not be happening. Kirk Cousins are getting paid $30 million a year, fully guaranteed. You have Dalvin Cook in the backfield. You have the best rookie wide receiver in the league in Justin Jefferson. You have Adam Thielen. You have Kyle Rudolph. You have a stout defense. This should not be happening. You're the leader of this team. You need to affect change at the top. Start winning football games more convincingly because this should not be happening to you. 
Yo, every time we get on a roll where we're on the same page, we're happy-go-lucky, we're, we're good, here you go turning around and spewing out some nonsense. Hey, if there wasn't any conflict, it wouldn't be an entertaining show. talking about, Joe? Did he win, yes or no? Yes, he did. Okay. Did not we did we not just talk about the Jets almost winning when we know they shouldn't have even been in this game? Yeah, but so, so to be fair, I would did we it, not talk yes, about we did. Yes, we did. But I would I'm gonna I would criticize Derek, I would criticize Derek Carr the same way as I criticize Kirk Cousins. But you're not. But I would. I'll but you're right not. Now, that's the thing. I'll or Baker Mayfield for that matter. Well, that's a different situation, I think. Joe, come on, man. Come what? On. No, uh, twenty-four to twenty-seven. He got the win. Yeah, no, he got the win. Well, <laughs> he got the win. He got the win. Uh, what, what I'm trying to say is here: Baker Mayfield played a very good football team and won convincingly. That's a good win. That's different. Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins played very bad teams and barely scraped it out in the last seconds. That's the difference, and that's why I criticize. Browns a good team or a bad team? Yeah. Huh? Is the Browns a good team or a bad team? No, no, so that they played the Titans, what I'm trying to say. They played a good team, right? So they're different oh, they than Derek Carr. They played a good yeah, team. they played okay, a good team. Okay, they're, okay. De- they're different than Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins because they played bad teams and barely scraped it out. I'm still not going with it because, like I just said, if anything can happen in the NFL, anything. Well, that's why we love the sport. Hey, you take advantage. You, you, you take a team lightly, they're going to they fuck around and hit you in the mouth. And that's exactly what happened. They tried to get to him. Fair enough. I mean, any given Sunday is the reason why we love this sport because it's different than almost every other uh, professional sports league in this nation here. You have one game to prove it. That's it. When he gets to the playoffs, it's even more cutthroat. NBA, seven-game series. MLB, seven-game series, more or less. NHL, seven-game series. You have one shot in the NFL. Mm -hmm. One shot. And that's why we love the football game. That's why we love NFL football. Absolutely. Because it's unlike any other. There's a reason why the Super Bowl is the number one most watched event every single year. Absolutely. That's the reason why. That's why I love the sport. But yeah, I, I just wanted to criticize Kirk Cousins a little bit because I love doing that. It's one of my favorite hobbies. You know that. Yeah, I, I, I see you trying to go at you one of your boys. That's what it really is. When we all know that Kirk Cousins is a bad quarterback, but he is not as bad as you say he. I would probably agree with that. I just like I just like shitting on him. It's fun. It's it's, it's <laughs> fun for me. It, it boosts my serotonin. It does a lot for my mental state. I like oh it a lot. I God. like it a lot. But he is he, like he's a good guy. I'm not gonna shit on his personality. Or like he, he's a he's a good human being and mm-hmm. everything. I just don't like him as a player. Mm-hmm. All right, Bengals Dolphins here. Nineteen sevens the final score. Dolphins moved to eight and four. And it was kind of a close game towards the middle of the game here. I think the breakdown before I forget. Let's look at the breakdown here. I believe that they were – yeah, it was 7-6 to six at halftime. It was a close game at halftime. And I was wondering here, if Miami dropped the game, Patriots move up just another game ahead of them because they had the tiebreaker anyway. They already beat them one time in the season. So I was heavily rooting for Cincinnati here. And I knew that it wasn't going to be a reality here. They, they had three different players throw a pass on Sunday, so that's obviously a bad sign. Um, you had oh, what, Brandon Allen out there, Ryan Finley. It just was not a good combination for them. And Miami takes W – uh, I, I don't really think they're a, a great team still. I think Tua Tagovailoa is going through some growing pains, especially against teams like the, the Bengals, who really aren't that developed in general. But it's rookie growing pains. Reading the game to the next level was the number one concern for me 
for Tua coming out of college? Can he read these, these complicated uh, reads? Can he, can he read these like adapted cover threes, adapted cover twos? Does he understand, you know, contain measures in the NFL? In college, there's about 11 to 12 players in every team, like say in like Alabama or LSU, that are NFL talent. In the NFL, every single player yes. on that roster is supposed to be there. That's the difference between NFL and, and college. That, that's the reason why I get so yeah. pissed when people – a couple of years ago, there was rumors going around like, oh, Alabama can beat the Cleveland Browns. No, they can't. You have 12 players on NFL ready. And that, that is, <laughs> you, you only have 12, 12 players of NFL ready. That's it, 12. The Cleveland Browns have 53. Mm-hmm. You're not winning that battle. I hate that mm-hmm. argument. I hated it so, so much. College, yes, great athletics, great games, awesome to watch, right? But it's a different Absolutely. talent level. That's the reason why it's not the Absolutely. number one, you know, profession level in for football. It's not. That's the reason why they get drafted into the NFL. And that's, I hate that argument. That's why. It's that's crazy, why. Though. It's crazy though that the viewers, the viewership though is is uh, predicated more towards uh, college than NFL, which has always been crazy to me. That's the crazy thing about it is like you have the best of the best that's out here on the field going for it every day, and. You're telling me people watch football, I mean, college football more than the NFL? Well, it's funny because, like, certain areas of the country are, are college football hotbeds. Like, like Alabama, the state, obviously, huge, yeah. huge, 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 huge spot. Right, exactly. Georgia, the same way, kind of that southeast uh, region. Even Florida, they have three football teams, but they all haven't been historically good. Yeah. Um, so, that, obviously, you have Florida down there. You, you have um, – What's it? The Seminoles down there, Florida State, and then even like place in the Pacific Northwest where you played, Oregon. I mean, that that that's football country out there. Period. Nike is their headquarters out there, specifically for the Oregon Ducks. That's yeah. their main target. That, that's how they debuted all their new jerseys and their all new styles. Everything. Oregon is is college football nation, mm-hmm. and there's a lot more college teams than NFL teams. Yeah, thirty-two versus like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Yeah. So that, that's the difference there a little bit. So I kind of understand where that's coming from a little bit, but I think it is interesting when you bring it up to that point. It's like. Well, we're watching the best players in the world in the NFL, but you're still watching college football more. It is, it is a, kind of a weird phenomenon. Yeah. There. But also, shout out to Mike Gusecki, my bench tight end, who had nine receptions for 88 yards and a touchdown. Ooh. I'm sorry I didn't start you. I am so Ooh. sorry. I did not mean it. I still love you. Don't hate me. I'm sorry. I'm very, very sorry. All right, Man, next game. He was wrong too, especially with that one-handed catch that he had over the middle. No, that was sexy. That was nice. That was real, real nice. You. Did yeah. you try to see that? Seriously. <laughs> Look like me and Pop Warner. Whew. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, actually, you know what we should do when we get out to the California finally? Um, <laughs> so it's funny because people always say when they're watching football, like, oh, I could have made that throw. Well, I could have made that catch and all that stuff, right? I want to highlight how, how wrong that argument is. I want to see us go one-on-one on the football field just to watch you destroy me to show, like, like the talent. Oh, me and you? That's what I'm saying. Like, the talent difference is so, like, it, there's such a big gap. People don't understand how big the gap is. Yeah. I, my, my, my roommates are always like, oh, I can make that throw. I can do this. I can do that. I'm like, no, you can't. You yeah. absolutely cannot do that. This is elite level talent. Yeah. So. No, that's real. No, that's real. I feel the same way. You know what's funny is that I was literally just talking to uh, one of my boys. I went to his business. Uh, you know, he has this uh, food truck that's mm-hmm. called Brody Hanna's um, out there in Colton, California. Uh, my guy, Sharice Wright, is a, another retired NFL player. He was a DB. Um, we were talking. He was like, man, I was telling him because, you know, after, you know, after Thanksgiving, usually you have the, the turkey bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, that go, if that's universal, if that's just some um, California thing. But 
we had this thing where, you know, you just go to school, people just show up and you pick teams and you go out there and you go play football. And I was just telling them, I was like, bro, like, I, like, I wish, like, this year was supposed to be my year to finally be able to play in the Turkey Bowl. I've never gotten to play. And, and from high school until now, I was never able to play the Turkey Bowl. Well, you had better things to do, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> but I was like, this is my time to shine. Everybody talking shit. I'm going to go out there and show these dudes I can quarterback, I can receive, I can be a receiver, I can be a DB, I can be a safety, I can do all this stuff, you know? And boom, of course, COVID hits. Now I can't, I can't, I can't show off my skills, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm talking to him, I'm talking to Sharice, I'm like, yeah, man, I was looking forward to playing this, this, uh, this time around. And he was like, man, hell no. He was like, I don't want to go out there with people who, who uh, trying to outdo me uh, in a game that's not going to pay none of us, you know what I'm saying, to get hurt and do all this. And I'm like, you know what, you're right, man. I don't need to be out there. I don't need to be out there. As soon as they see me, every time I pull up somewhere, somebody like, oh, man, who is that? Oh, you know, the name, you know, words get, you know, exchanged. People start talking. And now it's like, now people are trying to outdo me. And I'm like, bro, I'm like, right. No, I got you. I got you. You know what I'm saying? I play basketball avidly. Right. And every time I walk in the gym, somebody's like, yeah, he played for the Ravens. He played for Seahawks. He, he did this. And then they come out there and really be trying to ball me up out there, Joe. Well, like, well can you blame them, though? Like, like, like imagine. No, imagine I'm like a the... real baller. Joe, I, no, Joe, I'm a real baller. I no, no, have... I know you are. What, what I'm trying to say is, like, do you, do you blame them for trying to outdo, like, an NFL player? Like, imagine, like, the Yeah, if I'm playing basketball, <laughs> well, I'm not playing no damn football, playing basketball. Well, I'm saying, like, from, from, from like, break. Let me get my double-double in peace. Right, no, I'm saying from, like, a regular person perspective, imagine, like, me, like, say, like, I say like I locked you up, right? Or I blocked you or something <laughs> crazy on you, right? Like, dunked on you or some shit, right? Then I went to my friends, like, yeah, I just dunked on a former NFL player. Like, the clout I have from that is crazy. Think about it. Like, the, like I, have so, have I have so much swagger if I actually can say I actually did that. So, like, I, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. They can have it because I don't get nothing out of it. That's true. All I get is is a self is is a self loathing thing. Yeah, <laughs> I knew I was gonna whoop his ass. Like I can't go to my friends and be like, "Yeah, man, I just I just whooped on Joe Dirt." You know what I'm saying? They can be like, right. who, "Who the hell is Joe Dirt?" Right. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Like I can't do that. They only they can. So I'm like, I'm at advantage. I gotta be on. I gotta be on ten every time I step right. on the court or on the field. Yeah, actually, I just had a random thought. So you were talking about the turkey bowl and everything. Like, you wanted to play safety and corner and everything. What do you bench? Like, actually, what do you bench? Uh, last time I benched, I was benching 375. Is that max or, like, regular? Is that max or regular? That was my max. That was your max. Yeah, I was, you know what I'm saying? That was just where I was like, all right, I'm actually working out. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was never really, like... I never was. I knew. I knew I needed to get in the weight room, so I made sure I got in the weight room. I made sure I got myself strong, but I never like pushed myself to the point where I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I'm over here benching 500. You know what I'm saying? Like I never got. I never wanted to be at that point. I I just didn't feel comfortable, you know, in that situation. So I was like, 375 is good for me. Once I hit that, and I knew I could hit it consistently, I was like, "All right, I'm done." You know. Also, all right, all right. Here we go. Content idea. You and DK Metcalf, weight room session. That would no, be awesome. Definitely gonna beat me. 
That would no, but still would be great content. Are you kidding me? No, absolutely. That would be awesome. Absolutely. That would because I'm not going back down. Exactly. So that would that'd be I'm awesome. Not back down at all. I would love to see that. <laughs> all right, back to football. Colts Texans 26-20 the final score. Colts pulled out in a brutal win for Deshaun Watson. He came out on Instagram, on Twitter, and on, on all media press services and everything, and said, "I'm done with this losing shit." He went on a whole rant about it, like he was just very upset about the whole thing. Huh? I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Three, he just signed a three-year contract, which I'm sure he's regretting right now. I'm sure he's regretting it a lot with signing with Houston. But um, is it time for Deshaun Watson to talk to his agent about maybe trying to get out of Houston? Hell no. No? He can't, he, can't, he can't do that. He can't do that until it's clearly – it's a clear cut. They're not, they're not trying to help me win. Mm. On your last contract, on that last game of that, of that contract where you're like, all right, man. It didn't work. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I need to see what's going on with other teams. That's the only time he, he, could, he should ever be thinking like that because you got to think as a quarterback, you can't go in with a three-year contract after the first year you're like, man, this wasn't working. You know what I'm saying? And I'm ready to leave because everybody's looking to you. You're the quarterback. You're the leader. Everybody looks to you. So he can't do that. That's, not, that's something that he shouldn't even – uh, consider until it's all the way done. Season's over with, contract's over with, I'm a free agent, let's go somewhere else. I respect that because I, I think I've been in the same boat um, pretty frequently where, where I've been annoyed, especially with t- like players in the NBA, less in the NFL, where they sign a contract and they want out the next year or they want to yeah. force a trade wheel. So I don't like it. I don't like it. But the reason I ask is because it's become the norm now for, for players to dictate where they want to go. Mm-hmm. I don't like the norm. But I need to recognize the reality of the fact that this is where it's a player-driven league now. It's starting to become more of that in the NFL as well. So that's why I kind of asked the question. But Deshaun Watson, huh? Slowly in the NFL. Slowly. Definitely in the NBA more, but slowly in the NFL is starting to pick up steam with guaranteed contracts starting to come around. They're expecting players, you know, uh, just more and more when it comes to financial arrangements and everything. And so that's where it's starting to become a little bit of an issue. But – the Houston owner, Texans owner, let's not forget, said, let's not let the prisoners run the prison. He said that. Mm. He literally said that. So let's not forget that. So it's going to be a tough bit, I'm sure, for Deshaun Watson to get out of there if he wants to. Um, but first of all, how did he, how did he get away with that? Like how? A prisoner. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, no way. I, hey, there is no, no amount of money. No amount of money, amount of fame, nothing to get me to sign with the Texans after somebody says something like that about your team. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm doing, I'm, let's just say this. I'm the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to go somewhere where somebody says, let's not let the prisoners run the prison. Yeah, and it, you know what's really more fucked up about it? He said it in 2014, just after Tamir Rice was murdered. Like, literally just after. Like, he has no cultural sense to him. I don't like, think people understand that. Like, I think people are like, it's kind of like a, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of those stories where you're like, ah, like, I had to, I had to actually be out, you know, in, in the streets hearing this for me to remember something like that. Like, some people growing up, uh, into this era just going on right now, they probably wouldn't even, they, they would have never heard, they wouldn't even known about that. You know what right. I'm saying? 
or, yeah. or the fucking uh, Ray Karouf. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. Like, wouldn't even know. Wouldn't even understand. So it's like a just knowing. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's like just knowing that, having that in the back of my head, and I know that this is a game that people uh, only dream of playing in. Uh, money that gets transferred between the owner to the player it's ridiculous it changes people's lives everything but if you have somebody that thinks of you that way then what do you think like how do you, how how, are, how do you think you're actually moving in that situation do you actually think that you're free do you, do you actually feel like you're a prisoner like is it is it a psychological thing like a, oh yeah no we're not physically in prison but psychologically where is your head at I think JJ Watt did a lot to dispel that. I think in the locker room he did a lot of control damage. I think I think Bill O'Brien probably sunk it up like usual. I don't think Bill O'Brien did a good job handling it. I'm sure, but I think JJ Watt was in the locker room. I remember reading a couple of stories about it and was like talking to his teammates about it and like understanding where they were coming from and everything. So I think it was resolved pretty pretty calmly in the locker room, which is good because that could have been a blown up disaster. He could have lost like a lot of his best friend. Yeah, exactly. It must have had to been because like he 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 held him up big time because that could have been an, an absolute disaster for his franchise. So, um, yeah, let's move on. That's kind of heavy. Let's move on a little bit. I want to get happier a little bit here. Lions bears 34 is the final score. Both teams advanced to five and seven. And finally, uncle Matt gives me a signature dub. Uncle Matt, three, 402 yards, they look good. 402 yards, three touchdowns, 27 to 42. I'll take it. I want my Jersey. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it's even better because it's against the Bears, who I told you were frauds three months ago. When the show started, I said they were frauds. And they've lost their sixth game in a row or fifth game in a row. Yeah. It's awesome to see you when, you, when you're oh. right. It's awesome. I love it because <laughs> you guys are buying into it. You were drinking the Kool-Aid. You kept saying the Bears are real. The Bears are for real. They're going to win the NFC North. No, they're fucking not. No, they're not. They're not. They've lost their fifth straight game. They stink. They are horrible. They're not a good football team. I'm so glad of this collapse. I'm so, so happy. I could not be happier to see a team lose. I mean, I guess the Jets because I'm a Patriots fan. But like, even so, the Bears are the gold standard of how great it feels to see a team lose. That's all I'm going to say. No, honestly, you, you, you're, you, hit the, you hit the nail on the coffin right there. Um, you're talking about the Bears, you know – it's like a it's it's a team that you would it's another one of those teams like you said about the Colts. They're a team that's just gonna try to mess up your schedule. Uh yeah. and for, unfortunately the Bears are a lot worse at it than the Colts right now. Um <laughs> but you know, Mr. Trubisky, you know, he did solid. He was twenty six for thirty four, two hundred uh two hundred two hundred and sixty seven yards of touchdown, no picks. Now if you I, look I like at, the no picks part. Yeah, exactly. But if you look at Matthew Stafford, he was 27 of 42, 402 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Right. It's a kind of like a give and take. But I'll take it, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I like Matthew Stafford, man. I liked, I liked him from when he came out of college and he first started balling in the league with Calvin Johnson. Uh, and it really, and honestly, to be honest with you, it stunned me a little bit when I heard Calvin Johnson talking about Aaron Rodgers so as highly as it was talking about, hey, I wish I was over there with you guys or, 
or or Aaron Rodgers said, "Hey, I wish you was over here with us." One of the whichever way, however way it went, and he was like, "Yeah, we would have made history." And it's like, well, first off, like you had a stud, like you know what I'm saying? Like, right? Let's not sit here and act like Matthew Stafford is some chump. This guy has historically came have had historic comebacks in the NFL, uh, historic wins in in these uh, in his seasons. You know what I'm saying? Of the the fake the uh, the fake spike and jumping over the line for the touchdown, showing his heart, uh, putting his body on the line with a broken the, collarbone. Exactly with a broken collarbone. Like these are things of a great quarter. I mean, of, of of a quarterback that you would want, and he and he's not scared to throw the ball. It didn't matter. It doesn't matter who's on the field, whether it's whether it's uh, 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 whoever who whoever is on this doggone team, uh, Marvin Jones, no. uh, Calvin Johnson, uh, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Kenny Galladay, Galladay any yeah. of these guys, you know, he's gonna throw the ball and he's gonna produce numbers. You seen, like I said, you seen where it was. 27 for 42, which isn't great. You know what I'm saying? It's not great. But you still get 402 yards and three touchdowns. That that tells me that he is throwing the ball. He don't care who's out there. I'm throwing you the ball. I'm, I know that I, my arm can beat a defense. That's Yeah, for sure. He has a cannon. That, that's never been in doubt before. And it's funny you bring up Aaron Rodgers because Calvin Johnson obviously had those comments about him as well. I understand that. But on Pat McCaffrey's podcast, or Pat McCaffrey's podcast, or the punter from the, the former Colts punter, they yeah. had Rodgers on for like three straight weeks, and he was talking about the sidearm stuff from Mahomes because Mahomes gets glorified with LeBron now. He, he's like on that level where it's like just they're jerking him off on social media. It's, just, it's, it's so annoying. I don't like it. I don't like it at all because a lot of players, a lot of players do what he does beforehand, and Aaron Rodgers highlighted that. Rodgers said about Mahomes' sidearms throws. You know, we've had a guy in the same division for, I think, close to eight years of doing the same damn thing week in and week out. His name is Matt Stafford. And that's, first of all, it's mutual respect between interdivisional quarterbacks there. I love that. But two, he's absolutely right. Matt Stafford, if, not, if he wasn't in a Lions uniform, probably is a ring. Yeah. Probably. It, yeah. take, take the Lions team, say, from five years ago, right? Calvin Johnson still on the team, Matt Stafford. Good, solid defense with Namak and Sue, right? If they weren't in the Lions organization, say they were just anywhere else, mm-hmm. they have a shot at the ring. They do. I don't Absolutely. care what you said. They have a shot at the ring. The Lions are just dysfunctional. They're not a functional Here's organization. John Ross was also a receiver. Uh, I forgot something young. I forgot his, I forgot his first name. It was start with a T. Something Javid young. Be- no, Javid Best, the Olympic runner, was on the team before he got concussed. Yeah. That was a great yes. guy. Um, yeah. No, LeGarrette Blount was well, – no, he wasn't on that team yet. No, he wasn't on the team yet. Um, but it was, it was a great team. I think they had a shot. It, Detroit's just so dysfunctional. People don't understand how they ruin careers. Look at Barry Sanders. Look at Megatron. They all retired super, super early. Want to know why? Because they can't win in Detroit because they're a dysfunctional franchise. They don't know how to win. They don't. You, know, you want to know what's something funny? What? Okay, so my first, my first ever game in the NFL, I was with Cleveland Browns, and we played against um, the Detroit Lions. I had a guy... It was one of my. It was one of my guy. One of my boys that I actually end up uh, finding out. We went to elementary school together, and we kind of just, crazy. you know, what I'm saying like, we kept in contact, but not really that much. It was just like a hey, if I see you, it's all good type of a thing. He got drafted to Detroit. He introduced me to Calvin Johnson. 
I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, it's my first time meeting Cabbage. I'm like, dang, man, this is crazy. I get to meet my idol, stuff like that. Boom, fast forward to the game. We're talking about the dysfunction in the Detroit Lions. This is when I knew that it was real for Detroit when I'm on a sideline next to Pat Sherman. Uh, he was a head coach at that time. <clears throat> and one of the DBs had held uh, had held uh, – Josh Cribs kept him from a deep ball, right? Refs throw the flag. They're like, you know, you can't do that. Pat Sherman is over there talking about, yeah, man, you over there holding, just play some defense because you're scared that you're going to get beat. The DB literally turned around in front of the ref, looked directly at a head coach, Pat Sherman, while I'm sitting right next to him and said, give a fuck about no goddamn flag. That shit out of here. And I'm like, whoa, yo, did he say that to a head coach in front of a referee in a game? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the hell is going on around here? Like, I grew up off of, you got to respect your head coaches. You know what I'm saying? Actually, not even your head coaches, just your elders, period. That's how I was raised with my how my father's taught me. Respect your elders, and even more so your coaches who are trying to put you in a position to get to where you want to go. Respect them, because you never know what might happen. And just for him to go off and say something like that, that's when I was like, I felt like that was my welcome to the NFL moment right there. was when he turned around and really said that to a head coach. And then the head coach was like, ah, whatever, and kept it pushing. And I'm like, that's crazy to me. Chris, if my dad heard me say that, he'd kick my ass. He would literally <laughs> kick my ass. Mine's too. Like, Mine's wow. too. Oh, that's actually, that's crazy. Also, I, again, I, I say it a lot during this podcast, but like, where else are you getting this content? Like, you're not, nobody's getting, nowhere else getting these stories. Like, I'm just saying, like, these are all Stafford and Matthews exclusive. These are, these are crazy. Keep it real with you guys. That's wild. That's actually crazy. Wow. Wow. But anyway. Nonetheless, man. Yeah, Detroit, man. They, they had some great players. They just can't figure out a way to win. That's that's the bottom line. And there's some rumors going around that Matt Stafford might find his way to New England next year. I would actually like that, though. That would, would be awesome. I would, I would love like that. that. Also, a free jersey, essentially. Like, I'm just, I'm just, I don't have to customize it. <laughs> I don't have to customize. I just get it right there. They would have to get, I mean, no, because – But then we can jersey swap. Though. We can jersey it's swap like, then, Chris. It doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter if you draft a receiver or not. He's going to throw it to a receiver, and it's going to be so perfect to where all you have to do is just put your hands on it, and it's right there. It's a catch. Yeah, for sure. He's a laser. He's throwing some amazing footballs. He amazing. does. Amazing. For sure. For sure. 100%. Speaking about someone who doesn't really throw a good football, Taysom Hill and the Saints. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they pulled the victory out, 21-16. To his credit, threw a couple touchdown passes. Looked pretty good. Um, not sold whatsoever about him being a franchise quarterback though because the falcons aren't a good football team you barely win this this game as well supposed to be one of the top teams in the nfc uh Taysom hill um great gadget player i think he's a he's very good in, in certain spurts and certain stints mm -hmm. i like him a lot when it comes to that sort of stuff but as a franchise quarterback who i'm going to pay upwards of 30 million dollars a year hell no hell no you're not i'm not paying you as my franchise quarterback no. but in the interim here, before, as Drew Brees kind of recovers, pretty good player. 20, he was 27-37, 232 yards at a touchdown, two touchdowns, no picks. Like to see that. Also added 83 yards on the ground. Got a lot of help from Kamara with the 88 yards and a touchdown as well. And the Falcons, Matt Ryan, 19 
of 39. He threw 40 passes, basically. Yeah. And completed 19. Yeah. That's horrible. That's actually horrible. And we've been saying it for a long time, too. This is Matt Ryan's last year in Atlanta. It's, it's starting to become more and more apparent. Might be Julio Jones last year in Atlanta as well. They're probably going to start fresh, clean the slate out a little bit. And I was talking with my dad, funny enough, about this the other day at dinner. We were talking about different Super Bowls and everything, and 51 came up, the 28-3 game. And my dad goes, they've never psychologically recovered from this football game. And I agree. I don't think this team has recovered fully from that loss. I don't. You've seen the last um, two years. They, they haven't recovered yet. They haven't. Matt, they need a clean slate. They, need a, they started with the head coach. He's gone. Dan Quinn's out. Matt Ryan's probably out this offseason. Probably Julio Jones as well. Might as well sell the team at this point because they, they, they are not in a good headspace right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe Julio Jones is going anywhere. But Matt Ryan probably gone. Uh, just because it's a new, it's 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 a whole new fresh group of uh, quarterbacks coming in this year who are actually really good. So I can see that happening. But uh, I don't, I don't, I don't feel bad for him at all because I'm actually happy that they lost the way that they lost in the Super Bowl because it wiped out our Super Bowl of how we lost on the one yard line. I was like, it can't get no worse than this. And sure enough. Here it comes. And I'm like, oh, they are like, this is this is all I hear. Oh, I can't believe they just threw this game away like that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, damn this game. It's probably the worst game in the world, huh? I was literally <laughs> – I cried my eyes out of my friend's house. Cried my eyes out. I have no problem saying it either. I've cried twice at sports moments. Twice. First time, 2011 Super Bowl. Patriots-Giants. We lose – and I went to my upstairs bathroom, literally a foot from this room, and bawled my eyes out. I'm 10 years old. I'm crying my eyes out. And then uh, 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 51 comes around. I think I'm 15 or 16 around there. And I'm thinking, like, oh, I'm a man now. Like, I don't need, like, I got my emotions in check. Like, I'm really this dude now, anyway. And, and it, we're, we're down, whatever the hell it was. Uh, I think it was 21 zip or 21 three, whatever the hell the score was. And at halftime, I'm like, we're going to come back from this game. And everybody's like, no, no, no. I'm like, you're going to come back from this game. My buddy Spencer, the Kirk Cousins lover, left at halftime. He literally, he literally left at halftime because he was so upset. He left. And we'll never let him down either because he will never live that down. Never. Yeah. He will never live that down. But anyway, they, they, they start to come back. I'm like, I'm like, was I right? Like, they start to come back. They score a touchdown. I'm like, oh, okay. Score two touchdowns. I'm like, oh, okay. And they, they, they go to overtime. James White gets the, 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 whatever, the shovel pass out to the right, guys in the end zone, I lose it. I'm crying for like 15 <laughs> minutes. It was the best feeling ever. No shame at all. If you, if you want to like come at me, like you can all you want. I don't really care because that's the most emotional sports moment I will ever have in my life, <laughs> ever. It was awesome. So yeah. good. So no, good. I hear you. I hear you. But, um, yeah, man, Taysom Hill, that's a guy that uh, I see that can be a um, – a good backup, a good backup quarterback, uh, somebody who would change the dynamic of a game. And you know, you know, sometimes being a backup quarterback sometimes gets a negative uh, connotation. But uh, I think with his certain in his in his situation, I think it, it would be a plus for him because um, how they do it now with 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 Drew Brees and and, and Taysom Hill. Like Drew Brees goes out there and he. Tra traditional drop back quarterback, uh, and then you bring him in. He's 
more of a, a run downhill and hit you in your face type of a grind, grind for a first down type of a quarterback. So um, I like that dynamic. I, I can see him doing more of it um, and getting paid handsomely for it. I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. I just want to make sure and emphasize here, not a franchise quarterback. That's, that's up here. Franchise no. quarterback's up here. No. Down no. here is back up. He's probably in between. Yeah. He's, probably, he's probably in that sweet spot. Yeah. Maybe a change of pace type passer. Maybe a guy yeah. to just inject some offense in uh, when you need him to. But, yeah, make nothing it, more than that. The Hall of Fame type of a quarterback, but, like, under the radar. Yeah, for sure, 100%. But I, think, I want to make sure our listeners don't buy into the hype and everything. It's like he's not a franchise quarterback. That's right. not who he is. He will never be that because he's not a pure passer. Mm-hmm. That, that's bottom line period for me. Anyway, next game here. We have – where the hell did the Av go? We have the Giants and Seahawks. Holy shit. 17-12 is the final score. Giants – the New York Giants, speak of the devil, take the W, improve to five and seven. The Seahawks fall to eight and four. And and I would say All fluke game. Is doing good. They are. <laughs> and it's funny because who won this game for the Giants? Colt McCoy, the quarterback <laughs> that you said was the worst of your quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> he must have heard it. He must I think heard he heard it. it. He was in the podcast. <laughs> like, oh yeah, Chris, we'll see what happens. That's so funny. No, but seriously, I would say it's a fluke for the Seahawks, but I don't think it is because they've lost a number of games in the last few weeks that they shouldn't have lost. They have no business losing these games. True. The New York Giants, the New York Giants, you're, you have Russell Wilson, was the MVP frontrunner at some point during the season. You have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, the best one-two punch in the league, bar none, period. David Moore, you have Josh Gordon coming back next week. We can talk about that later too. Greg Olson. Great offensive line. Defense is still shaky, but not shaky enough. Only allowed 17 points. This is on Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. He put out 12 points on one of the – and the Giants played well to their credit. They played, they played good defense and everything. But you have a top three offense in the league, arguably. Top three. And you put 12 points in the Giants? That's embarrassing. Yeah, that's taking a day off. That's what that looks like to me. Yeah. Nobody wasn't in it to win it. Uh and I can't, you know, and of course you you already know who the players are in it. Russell, Bobby, KJ, you know what I'm saying? Core players. Right. Everybody else is probably was pretty much out there. It just didn't look like it. And I'm looking at the blocking, the blocking for, for Seattle. Uh, Seattle's receivers were blocking at first for sure. And then after a while, it kind of was just like a um, tag you off or if I miss you, I just missed you. And uh, right. those are things that can't happen, uh, especially when you have a guy who is as dan- dynamic as they get with uh, Chris Carson and, and Russell Wis- and Russell Wilson uh, in the backfield running the ball. So yeah. um, just being a, just having to you know having a, the wherewithal to know like hey we can't take a day off even 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 DJ Metcalf you know because he put up some solid numbers this week uh, you know I have my own feelings about DK right now but. Uh, overall, the team just didn't look like they were ready to play this week. I, I would probably agree with that as well. And it's a little kind of a fun fact here. The Giants have won four straight football games for the first time since 24, uh, yeah, 2016. Hmm. 2016. Four years. Took hmm. them four years to win four straight. Crazy. Crazy. Next Crazy. game. Rams-Cardinals. 38-20 is the final score. 
You picked the Cardinals. I picked the Rams. Cardinals moved to six and six. Rams moved to eight and four. Um, the Rams have now won seven straight games against the Arizona Cardinals. Seven straight. Um, Kyler Murray had an okay day, three touchdowns, and a couple of turnovers. The team wasn't ready to play this this Rams defense. It showed up on the scoreboard here. They they finished losing by ten. What are your thoughts on this game and what it means potentially for Kyler Murray's MVP campaign? Uh, well, Kyler Murray's MVP campaign was done uh, a couple weeks ago for me. Um, I just felt like he was just in the running, but I knew he wasn't going to win. Um, it's just young. It's just youth. He's young. It all starts with him because he's the quarterback. Like I said, the quarterback gets the most gets the most uh, love. He gets the most scrutiny. He gets the most looks. You know what I'm saying? He gets the most handouts. It's, it all goes through the quarterback. So if the quarterback is not mentally prepared or still young in the mind, then it's just going to fall on him. That's what I think uh, happened this week. That's, you're probably right on that as well. Um, it was just a tough game to watch. As my fantasy quarterback – didn't deliver the kind of performance I'm used to seeing from him. That was tough, only 16 points. But um, last week, he lose to the Patriots. A lot of people picked you to win that game. 2017 is the final score there. Lose to the Rams by 10 now. Next game becomes very important for you. Very important for this, for this team going forward. It's like, what can you do for me now that you're in the face of adversity? You're now 500. You still have a shot to the playoffs. What are you going to do to prove to me and to the NFL community at large that says – we took a couple of games off, sure, but we're still in the hunt. Yeah. That's my bottom line there. And and this goes back to episode ten point five when I asked to, when I posed the question to uh, Jadon and uh, 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 Marcus uh, is um, do they have do defenses have defenses picked up on Lamar Jackson's game? And I want to take it a step further now. What is is it not just Lamar Jackson, but all running quarterbacks. The only running quarterback that I know of that's doing it on a cons- – there's two, two. Two quarterbacks that I know that's doing it on a consistent basis and still getting uh, yards off uh, with their arm is uh, 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 D. Watt and Russell Wilson. Those are the only two players that I know that can still run the ball uh, as much as they want and still be able to gain those yards that you need in the past game. Those are only two. Everybody else, it seems like they're just figured, they, they have figured you out. And what's next? Like, what are you going to do next now? Well, I think it's back to what I said earlier in the podcast here. Passing effectively from the pockets, the only way to win in the NFL. The only way long-term to win the NFL. That's it. Bar none, period. That goes for every quarterback in the league. The only way? I don't think it's the only way. What quarterback, what running quarterbacks won a Super Bowl running the ball majority of the time? Uh, not, not, run, not, not winning a Super Bowl, but you do have players like Doug Flutie, uh, uh, Donovan McNabb. Who else? I, I, I wouldn't say McNabb brand first. Though. I think he was kind of a Russell Wilson type guy. But, that's, but that I said that Russell Wilson was one of the guys who continues to be able to do what he wants on the floor, I mean on the ground, and still throw it in the air. Fair enough. Yeah, but I, I also a couple weeks ago I said Russell Wilson's the prototypical quarterback you want as your quarterback because he knows when to run. He only runs when the defense gives him a lane to run into. Mm-hmm. They don't do a ton of designed runs like mm-hmm. Lamar or Kyla Murray. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. It, it's less gadgety. It's more fluid. It's more natural. It's more NFL. Mm-hmm. That, that's where I kind of draw the line there. And you bring up Doug Flutie. Yeah, I love Doug Flutie as, as a fanboy, but in terms of NFL hierarchy success, not wicked high up there. 
Um, and yeah, people bring up Steve Young. That was 40 years ago. And he, I think he passed majority from pocket anyway. Yes, he, could, he had a couple of great runs and everything. But again, pocket passer, that was the system. I, I want to stand my ground on this. I really don't think you can win the NFL long-term if you can't pass effectively from the pocket. I'll, I'll stick what about Ben Roethlisberger? We're uh, talking about Ben Roethlisberger now. Two Super Bowls. We're talking about when he first got into the league, Ben Roethlisberger was a guy who ran. Yeah, but, he, but he wasn't Lamar Jackson. He's always been big. He wasn't, but he ran adamantly though. Yeah, but he but he was like rough and tumble, Dante Culpepper, come tackle me if you dare type guy. You know what I mean? I think there's a, there's a clear difference there. And he proved his rookie year, mm-hmm. won most games of, of any rookie quarterback in NFL history. And the reason why he did that is because he could actually pass effectively from the pocket too. He Russell Wilson did. He combined both in a, in, a, in the perfect way. Mm-hmm. My point is to, is to the, the, the players like Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, etc. Those type of players. Mm-hmm. When it's gadgety runs, when it's when it's runs predicated on your ability to run the offense through your legs, that's cool. where I have an issue, and that's where I think the NFL has has figured it out, kind of in terms of hey. Unless you can, you know, dare, unless unless you can pass it from the pocket, you're not going to win this football game. That's how I look at it, at least. But this will spit in the face of that because the next game on the schedule is the Patriots and the Chargers. What was the score, Chris? Terrible game. But what was the score? Uh, Forty-five to zero. I don't know why you're saying that. Like I like I root for the like I root for the Chargers. I don't root for the Chargers at all. I root for certain players, and that's it. Chargers. No, I just, I just want to get high on my list. I just want to hear someone else say it. Forty-five, nothing. Forty-five to zero against a team who's 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 hurting in, on defense, especially with due to injuries. I'll take it. Forty-five, that's nothing. And it, and, and, it, and it's funny because I was I was talking about that's the case, about if that's the case. If that's the case, I should have I, sh- I should probably should have gloated a lot more harder that the 49ers beat you guys. I should have probably gloated a little bit more harder if that's I, the case. I think you go a lot on that one. I think you want to go roll back the tape. I think you went off on me a little bit for like, for like 30 minutes. Oh, no, Joe. Oh, no. Now that I'm feeling it, I feel like I should have went harder. <laughs> anyway, Cam Newton, um, 12 of 19 through 19 passes, 69 yards in the touchdown. Jared Stidham, on the other hand, the back quarterback, threw two passes or three passes, completed two passes, and had eight last passing yards. He almost lapped him with two completions, <laughs> and he threw a touchdown. Um, and I guess that kind of spits in the face of you need a you need to pass effectively from the pocket to win long term, because the Patriots just smacked the hell out of the Chargers. Damian mm. Harris had eighty yards, eighty yards on the ground as well. Cam Newton had two touchdowns on the ground too. Gunnar Oslutsky, one catch, thirty-eight yards and touchdown. Also attack onto that a punt return for a touchdown with phenomenal blocking by my guy Matthew Slater. Yes. Um, and people picked a lot of a lot of people in Vegas picked the Chargers for this reason. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, rookie of the year quarterback, it looks to be a bona fide star going forward in the NFL. But we have something in New England that you guys don't have when it comes to betting this, this kind of stuff. Whoa, 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 whoa! What are we talking about? New England, New England against LA? No, I'm saying in, like anywhere in the country. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought you was singling this out. I was no, no. To tell you. We we've seen the track record of rookie quarterbacks against Bill Belichick. And it's yeah. horrific. It's horrible. They can't play against him because Bill outsmarts each and every one of them. They're not veterans yet. Bill takes advantage of that and makes them pay. 
that's the reason you're 45 nothing right now. It was a team effort. By no means did Cam Newton take over this football game. No means did the offense in general take the over. You know what I mean? But defensively, we're stout. I think they had two interceptions. Um, special teams-wise, they blocked up a kick for a turn for a touchdown. They had a punt return for a touchdown. It was a three-phase game. And Anthony Lynn looks like a bozo on that sideline. He's going to get fired this offseason. I'm telling you. He's going to get fired. They're three, three and nine. They have no business being three and nine with a quarterback like Justin Herbert and the offense they have on, on the offensive side of the football here. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, the list goes on and on and on. Austin Eckler. Defensively, yeah, you're right. They're hurting. I'm not hurting enough to be three and nine. This is on Anthony Lynn. Uh, I know Anthony Lynn, so <laughs> hey, I understand where you're coming from, Joe, but hey, man, I, mm. hey, bro, keep doing your job, man. Figure it out. You'll get this taken care of, man. And if you ever need me, I am here for you. Good guy, Chris. I like that answer. <laughs> I like that answer. But I'm, I, I don't want to say anything, but you said the same thing about, um, what's his face? Dan Quinn. <laughs> uh, and I, I kept it PG thirteen. You did, and as well. You, to your credit, you you do it. honestly, Chris. Like to your credit, you keep it a lot cooler than I do because I just go on rampages. I go on rants. I just go on. Everything. I'm not trying to burn no bridges, Joe. Hey, well, well here, hey, here's I'm the thing: not to burn no bridges. Everybody is good in my world. I love everybody, and I hope everybody loves me. That's the energy I'm trying to give off to everybody else in this world. My dad taught me at a very young age that not everyone's going to like you. And I think, the reason, I think the reason why nobody's going to like me is because I'm, I'm shitting on them week in, week out <laughs> on this podcast. Um, that's, what, that's why we work on tandem, though, because you, like, they'll talk to you more because they like you more, and they'll come in and antagonize, <laughs> and then it's good content. No, it is good content, so we'll keep that in mind, too. All you, right. You, you, you're Sam of, of Marion Idol. That's who, that's who you are. Yeah, sure. Let's go. I, I, I'm, too young, I'm too young to understand that reference, but, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Anyway, Packers-Eagles, 30-16 to 16 final score. Not a surprise in this game. Carson Wentz officially benched earlier today. Jalen Hurts will be the starter moving forward in Philadelphia. He threw his first touchdown pass in Green Bay. Uh, a beautiful touchdown pass rolling out right on the move to the right corner of the end zone. Uh, I don't want to talk about this game specifically. I do want to talk about one thing before we move on. What are your expectations for Jalen Hurts moving forward in this offense? And what can we expect from the Eagles offense in general uh, for the rest of the 2020 season? Uh, play action. Uh, a lot of play actions, a lot of misdirections. Uh, Jalen Hurts is not the biggest, it's not the biggest quarterback out there. Uh, talking about height wise. So um, definitely got to give you know, you're definitely going to have him on the move. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're probably going to do the same uh, with him as they did with uh, Tua uh, down there in Miami and give him a lot of RPOs, a lot of trick plays, uh, get the ball out of his hands pretty quick just until he gets the hang of things. Um, by year two and three, it should be the years where he's catching on and he's uh, picking up hot, hot steam. Because I see a guy like him as a uh, solid quarterback. I think he would be a solid quarterback. I haven't seen too much where I can call him uh, – you know, a future Hall of Famer or a great player uh, uh, in the making because um, I just haven't seen much of him. But uh, from what I see now, from what uh, we got to see this past game, I can see him as a good player. I'm excited to see him. I really am. I'm excited to see him. I think he has some potential. 
Um, I think Doug Penderson is probably a good match for him. He's, he's a pretty inventive coach when it comes to offense. So I'm intrigued. That's the word I'll use, intrigued, to see what Jalen Hurts does. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll say intrigued. All right. We, can, we, can, we talk about uh, the, uh, the, greatest, the greatest quarterback to ever uh, touch the field, Aaron Rodgers. What do you want to say about him? And what he accomplished this week? Oh, 400. Mr. 400. 400 touchdown passes. And it's funny. Bring- right. <laughs> there we go. Uh, it's funny. 200 touchdown and 400 touchdown both go to Devontae Adams, Mr. 17, yes, who's sir. proving to be a top three receiver in the NFL, bar none. No questions asked. Uh, but yeah, Aaron Rodgers, shot to Aaron Rodgers. 400 is a big accomplishment for any quarterback. So definitely respect to one of the most talented quarterbacks in NFL history for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you understand you are finally understanding that Aaron Rodgers is that much better than Tom Brady. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't fucking say that. <laughs> <laughs> you I know it, that. Joe. You I'm know it, around, look- Deep down in your heart, you know it, man. I'm looking around for witnesses over here, but they're all saying the same thing. Like, you didn't say that. That's crazy. Um, now, I-, I will concede one thing. It's the same argument I have for, for Michael Jordan and LeBron James, right? So I'll use this in basketball analogy here. LeBron James is a better basketball player than Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan's still the GOAT. That's how I put it. Tom Brady's the GOAT. I don't say that either, but. That's my opinion. Tom, Brady, <laughs> Tom, Tom Brady's the GOAT, but Aaron Rodgers is probably a better overall quarterback than Tom Brady is. That's what I'll say. Are you happy with that? So if he becomes the GOAT, does he, is that, if they crown him as the GOAT, does that make him the GOAT over Tom Brady or, or what? I don't think they'll ever crown him the GOAT. Like, GOAT? No, but the, the, the thing is, though, like he has one title. They'll never crown a guy the GOAT without at least four titles. That, that's, the, that's the precedent that's been set. It was Montana. How many, champ, that, how many championships does Johnny Unitas have? Johnny Unitas is not considered the GOAT by anyone. Are you high? What? You're t- all right, who considers Johnny United the best quarterback of all time? Football analysts across the NFL. What are you talking about, Joe? I've never – I've literally – I'm not lying to you. I swear to God I'm being authentic right now. I've never heard a single person say Johnny United is the best quarterback of all time. I've never heard it. Not the best quarterback of all time, but he is definitely one of the best quarterbacks. No, I, I, I'm not disputing that. I think he is a great, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. You said the GOAT. That's the terminology you used, the GOAT. Yeah. The greatest yeah. of all time. I, I shit, Dan Marino. I think Dan Marino is better than Tom. Is better than Tom Brady. How many rings does Dan Marino have? The greatest of all time. How many rings does Dan Marino have? Uh, zero. Zero. How many does Tom Brady have? Six. That's my case. I'm resting. I'm sticking to it. If rings is all you care about. Winning talks, man. No one has more than Brady. All right. I'll go with it. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. We can disagree. We can disagree. It's fun. Like, you can – Robert Ory <laughs> has rings, but do we consider him the GOAT? I don't think anyone considers Robert Ory the GOAT. All right. So, how can you still use that same argument in football terms? Because Robert Ory isn't Tom Brady. That's why. He's a legend. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. And he has, what, uh, what, seven rings? Six or seven rings? Some of that. Also, uh, like that. Uh, 
don't know. I think we're just gonna we're gonna have to disagree at some point. Like I don't I don't think we'll we'll come to a compromise anytime soon. Well, I mean, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to work on you a little bit with this football, man. That's what <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, Broncos Chiefs 22-16 is the final score. Closer than most people expected, but still a, a good victory for Pat Mahomes and company. They are 11-1 and for the second time in history. Uh, and 2003 was the, the last time that happened as well with Tony Gonzalez leading the charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest with you, not much to talk about here. I don't really think. I think Pat Mahomes did what he did in the, in the late part of this game, and they won the game, period, point blank. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too much. He was twenty five of forty, uh, uh, three hundred and eighteen yards to touchdown. Uh, you know, there was a couple touchdowns that were taken away from him. Um, you know, that probably would have pushed him up to two to three, two to three touchdowns in that game. Uh, but it, it 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 was clear to me that they weren't trying to do much in this game. They were no. just trying to make sure they win the game and get it over with. Because you seen um late late in the I think it was late in the third quarter where they marched down the field <laughs> fairly quickly without a hiccup sure. and um that just showed me like oh yeah like they're just trying to get by with this game like that's all it is well it's funny you bring that up and I think it's accurate because the Chiefs have shown me this season they played down to their competition they the do Patri- the Patriots Brian Hoyer he gave them a football game Mm-hmm. You can say what you want. They, he gave him a football game, and they have no business at all being in the same class as the Chiefs. No business at all with Brian Hoyer at the helm. Not absolutely not. Same thing with Denver. Drew Locks had a pretty bad year considering what people were expecting from him. Mm-hmm. You know, Philip Lindsay's still out. Melvin Gordon had a pretty good game, but still, even so, he had a DUI. There's been a lot of distractions from this team. There's been a lot of interesting story, sideline stories and everything. Colton Sutton's out with a torn ACL. And they probably shouldn't have been in the situation in the first place. They played down to their competition. They're a better team than this. But I still think they beat the Steelers in the playoffs. That's what I'm going to say. And speaking of the Steelers, down goes the undefeated. 23-17 by who, you might wonder? The Washington football team. The team without a name takes down the quote-unquote best team in the NFL. Last week, the Steelers were frauds. This proved me right 100%. Alex Smith, with a bleeding ankle, comes out of the locker room and beats the only left undefeated team in the NFL. The Steelers are frozen number one. They're a good football team still. They've had a very easy schedule. They're a top five team, but not sniffing number one. Yeah. That's what uh, I said. I just want to point out the fact that uh, Alex Smith did come from the 49ers who produced great players. Um, they're all over the league. <laughs> that was all right. I, I'm not gonna lie. I was not expecting that at all. I was just not expecting that. That was that was so random. Hey, that's all I got for you, man. Hey, I don't I, listen. I, I, I'm gonna keep it honest with you, Joe. I didn't watch much of this game. I thought it was gonna be a blowout. Comes to find out, I look up. Uh, Pittsburgh loses. They're dropping balls. I'm like, all right, I'm not trying to watch this. This ain't, this isn't, this isn't a real game right here. And I kind of just flipped it off, Joe. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I watched it. I looked at the highlights and, and was like, all right, I'm, I really didn't miss much about this game. But the fact that, that, that the Steelers lost. I still can't believe you just said that. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. You know, the Fortnite Jets are just great players. They're all over the league. <laughs> hey. You passed on A-Rod. Just say it. <laughs> which is which is crazy, you know. Which I actually have a theory about this whole thing. Um, Hit me, Kyle Shanahan. 
Yeah. You're doing an amazing job. Mm. Just don't think that you are the quarterback for the 49ers. Mm. That's a good segue. Historically, and I'm talking about historic, historically for the 49ers of winning Super Bowls, winning seasons, we throw the ball. We're not throwing the ball as much as we want to in this league, uh, especially with this with this offense. It's a lot of trickery, run, hand the ball off, toss the ball, pitch the ball, fake the ball, and not enough throwing the ball down the field. We have we've been known for throwing the ball uh, for quite some time for, for quite some time now, and now. This is just a different game because I know that the game has just changed. Uh, a lot of short guys, you know, being able to take the ball from, you know, from behind uh, in the backfield. So I get it, but that's not the that's not that's not the that's not the 49ers way that we get it done. And I would be wrong. Uh, uh, this would be totally false if we were just winning and we were winning Super Bowls or we was coming close to Super Bowls, anything like that. I would be wrong, but we're not even coming close. So. I love it. I love it. I love how we're playing. It's just not the coach for us. I love that take, and it's a great segue into this next game because the next game is the San Francisco 49ers versus the Buffalo Bills. 34-24 is the final score. Buffalo advances to 9-3, and and the 49ers fall to 5-7. and I'm officially declaring this year for the 49ers a bye year. I say a bye year. They've, they've had to deal with – I'll take it. Uh, an incredible amount of injuries, incredible amount of setbacks, a lot of just unnecessary anguish and, and terrible, terrible luck that, that's befallen this team. And they're a good team at heart. Super Bowl last year, there's a reason why they got there because they're a good football team. Uh, that being said, Nick Mull is doing enough against good teams to make me think Garoppolo is done. In, with <laughs> San Francisco. I, I'm not kidding. You think they're going to stick with Mullen? I think they're either going with Mullins or drafting a quarterback. Yeah, they're going to draft. I tend, draft right now. Well, I, I tend to believe that they like Mullins more than that option because one, cheaper, two under the contract, and three, they run the football more than any team in the NFL. Yes. That, I, that's why that's, I think about that's that. That's why I say I like the offense. I like the way we play. It's just not what we are known for. Yeah, hundred. I, I, I agree with all that. That's all I'm saying. Everybody, everybody's doing an amazing job out there. I couldn't – you know what I'm saying – especially at times like this, I understand it. We're just trying to get by. But we've seen from past, the past, it's just not the, 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 the team that we're used to seeing or that uh, has had the recipe to win the whole thing when we already know what the recipe is. Get a great quarterback. Find a great receiver out of out of the out of the bunch. It doesn't even have to be a number one. It can literally be the last the last pick. Groom them and pull out and put numbers up. That's all it is. And I feel like that's a blueprint for every team in the NFL. <laughs> okay, I say okay, you say that, right? Yeah. But how many players, how many, how many teams actually have Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Hall of Fame wide receivers, and championships to back him up? Can I think about this real quick? Green Bay, New England, San Francisco, uh, Dallas, Pittsburgh, I'm at four. Out of 32 teams, you only got four teams. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm I'm, 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 I
I'm tempted to say the Raiders, but that's that's oh. a long, long time no. ago. No, that's a long time ago. They were, built, they, were, they were built on. They were built on speed. Back, back uh, they were the built Rams. With, I'll, I'll, I'll put the Rams there too. Isaac what, Bruce, they, Isaac Bruce, Isaac Bruce, Tory Holt, Kurt Warner, the, the greatest show on turf. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that one. But yeah, I get your point. Five teams out of thirty-two. That's pretty bad. I understand. I get the point. So I'm just, you know, why not? Why not go with worse? You know what I'm saying? We're trying to change. I get it. I get it. Somebody probably got in our ear and was like, "Hey, we need to change." Which, you know, sometimes you got to go through your lows and get back to your highs to just to, you know, you got to go through your lows just to figure out how to get back to your highs. I get it. I don't have nothing against the 49ers and who they pick as their coach, what philosophy they go about, uh, go by, uh, what plays they run. I don't care. As long as we're fighting hard and we're in it and we're in it to we're close, you know, we're in it to win it. I'm good with it. But right now it's not working, and it's been too long since we didn't had us a championship. I mean, a Super Bowl. We've been there. We've not. We've tasted it. We've knocked on the door, but we have not brought home a championship. Fair enough. Fair enough. Also, to update you guys here, we are – it's at 9.45 at now uh, on Tuesday. Dallas is actually down to Baltimore, 10-17. to 17, But they have the ball. They could score. Just keep that in mind. That and, was, and with that score, with that score, it's not, it's not as lopsided as you think. Like, Dallas is actually playing really good right now, which is surprising with uh, Andy Dalton at the, at, at, the, at the quarterback position. Yeah, he beat Kirk Cousins and the Vikings two weeks ago. The Baltimore Ravens, given how great their defense is on paper and how good Lamar Jackson is on paper as well, should be blowing this team out, but they're not. Yeah. That's yeah. that speaks volumes to me. That Ezekiel speaks volumes. Elliott hasn't fumbled. They're doing good. That speaks volumes. All right, that was week thirteen through the eyes of Stafford and Matthews. We went on a lot of tangents this on this week, um, but it was, it was fun. You guys, you guys are part of our lives now. That's how we look at it. This, this is yeah. the family sitting around the table just talking sports. Anyway, week 14, here come the picks here. First game on the docket, Thursday night football. This hurts me to say because you're supposed to be at this game with Chris. Yeah. Patriots and the Rams, 8.20 p.m. Chris, who are you taking? Rams, easily. Defense is going to come out there uh, ready to shut those those receivers down, and you're going to have to figure out a way to get James White and uh, and Burkhead the ball (laughs) uh, in them run game. So, Burkett's out. He actually tore his ACL. So, it's really much okay. just Damian Harris and James White. Um, Damian Harris. Oh, and he says it right here. Yeah. Well, so, I'm, I'm really nervous. I think, I think you kind of sum it up here. And, and it's frustrating because Jalen Ramsey wipes away number one receivers. Yeah. We, ha- we barely have a number four receiver in Jacoby Myers. So, I don't know what the hell is going to happen there. Um, the one advantage I think we probably have is on the edge there. Our tackles are playing phenomenal. Our offensive line in general are playing phenomenal football. Michael Olenwu, along yeah. with Joe Thune, David Andrews, Shaq Mason, they're playing great football. So maybe we have the advantage on the edge. That read option play is going to be rampant throughout the, throughout the game, I think, to try to gain that advantage. Five, six yards of carry on those plays, I'm predicting. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to pick against the Patriots. But the last time I did pick against the Patriots, uh, we, won, we won against the Arizona Cardinals. Maybe it's good luck. I'll take a loss in terms of the picks, if I can get a win for the Patriots in real life, mm. I'll pick the Rams. Mm. Reverse psychology there. You got to mix it up. You're going against your team. So I hear you. You got the Rams. Both of us got the Rams on this week's picks. Anyway. The Patriots. There we go. 
Vikings, Buccaneers, uh, Bucks. I don't, I don't think this should be a question. If Kirk Cousins beats Tom Brady on, uh, on Sunday, I'm going to lose it. I'm going I, to lose I, my shit. Hey, I'm right there with you because I'm picking the Bucks as well. I feel like uh, the Vikings do. Vikings got a good defense, man. They got underrated. A good it's underrated, but their defense is actually solid. But I'm going to pick the Bucks on this one. Chiefs, Dolphins. And I think this will be a premier type matchup in a couple of years when two is actually developed. Maybe if he actually becomes a superstar, people are predicting him to be. Him versus Mahomes will be a good matchup. But I don't think it'll be close. I think KC runs all over Miami. Yeah, I think KC's going to run all over him and, and the years to come, even when uh, Tua gets into his form. It's not going to be enough if they, if they don't have anything to put around him. So I'm going with Chiefs. For sure. But in my mock draft, I haven't taken running back and receiver in the first round. So maybe they're actually taking some steps. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, Cardinals-Giants here. And honestly, this is a razor-tight decision for me. Yeah. It shouldn't be. It has no business being a reset decision for me, but it is. I'm going with the Cardinals as a safe pick, but so help me God, if Col- <laughs> if Colt McCoy beats the second NFC or uh, NFC West team in consecutive weeks, I don't I don't know what I'm doing myself. I don't know what I'm doing myself. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Giants. Um, I feel like they're riding high right now. They they just, so. beat, they just beat they just beat the uh, the the Seahawks. So. Um, what's next on their list? They're probably still out. They're probably still out on the West Coast, uh, out here on the West Coast, uh, getting ready for this next game. So uh, they'll be ready. I think they'll. I, I think they'll give them a good fight. Uh, I'm going with the Giants. Titans Jaguars. I go with the Titans in a bounce back game here because I'm sure Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry are pissed off. They lost to Baker Mayfield in such bad fashion. They are. I would say so. And they better be. They just didn't look like it. But all right, I'll go with that. Go with the Titans. Team going against uh, eight and four. I'm going with the Titans. Going go. with the Titans. I feel like it'll be another bounce back game, like you said. All right, Cowboys Bengals. Cowboys. God, this is a horrible matchup too. I'm going with Dallas. They're getting Baltimore game right now. I'm sure they'll give the Bengals a hell of a lot more. Than that. Yeah, Texans Bears here. Texans. Deshaun Watson, I think, outdoes Mitchell Trubisky any day of the week. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going with the Texans as well. This is going to be a game that he uh, proves that uh, he's back on that, that, that shows that he's back on top in uh, that last, I mean, this week's, uh, this, this past week's game uh, was a fluke. Broncos Panthers here, both four and eight, both teams that have had surprising victories this season. I'm going with the Panthers here. I think Teddy Bridgewater and Christian McCaffrey pull out a victory against this. Uh, I'd say rambunctious toddlers group of Broncos. Mm, I wouldn't say all of that. And you know how I feel about the Broncos. If it's a tight game, I can see the Broncos pulling it out. Uh, I'm going to go with the Broncos. I'm going to stick with it. Okay. I feel like, uh, you know, this past week it wasn't, a, you know, it wasn't as good for them. So uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't a good match for the Broncos. You know, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's hard. You know, that's sad to say, you know, going against a Super Bowl uh, 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 winning team. But um, I think they'll come out this week. Jets, Seahawks, 0-12 versus 8-4. But I don't feel safe in this pick either. I'm going with Seattle. Yeah, I'm going with Seattle as well. You know, I can't go against my team. And on top of that, I already said I was all, I'm off the Jets uh, list, so <laughs> – 
I'm going with Seattle. <laughs> All right. Colts, Raiders, eight and four versus seven and five. No matter who wins or loses, it helps the Patriots a lot. Helps the Patriots a lot. I'm going with the Colts here. I think I think the Raiders have, have started to falter here to a point where they're not going to recover. Uh, I'm going with the Colts. I'm going to go with the Raiders. I don't think nobody over there uh, uh, in in Indy can stop uh, Darren Waller and, and company. Uh, they're probably not going to give. They're probably not going to all out blitz uh, for the game winner, but. I still think the Raiders are pulling this out. I'm going with the Raiders. Saints-Eagles. I'm picking the Saints, but I am actively rooting for the Eagles. I want to see Jalen Hurts <laughs> succeed. I want to see him win on Sunday, and I will take the L if I have to. Yeah. I'm picking the Saints. I'm rooting for the Eagles. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the Saints as well. No. No, I'm not. Oh. I think this is just a spark that the Eagles need. Um, and, it, and, and historically, you know, usually when a, when a, when a team gets a, a, a new change at quarterback, they tend to play well. Mm-hmm. They want to see them do good. They want to fight. They want to see that fire in them. Uh, build that confidence in that, starting quarter, in that new starting quarterback. So I'm going to go with the Eagles on this one. There we go. The Washington football team at – the San Francisco 49ers. Who are you picking? <laughs> I'm afraid I got jumped if I don't pick the 49ers. <laughs> uh, I'll go with the 49ers. I'm go- exactly. I'm going with the 49ers. Keep it nice and simple. We're, I don't even need to explain anything else going on with that game. All right. We're going Robert Fire the rest of the way. Falcons, Chargers. I'm going with the Chargers. Yeah. I'm going yep. with the Chargers as well. All right. Packers, Lions. I'm going with the Packers. Packers. Steelers, Bills. I'm going with the Steelers. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm going with the Steelers as well. No, no. I'm going with the Bills. Bills is balling right now. Now, I've watched Josh Allen go up against a couple really good defenses. Um and he's done put he's done put up a, a performance and in losing very narrowly. Uh, I might you know what I'm gonna go with the Bills on this one. I think oh, the yeah. Bills pull this one out. Ravens Browns, which is really oh, really. Ravens, you already know I'm not playing around when it comes with the Ravens and anybody in their division. I don't want to take them, but I'll take them. I'm going with the Ravens too. Ravens, baby. And that wraps up week 14 predictions for Stafford and Matthews. Make sure to check out um, my mock draft on, um, on Ride the Wave Media and also on Stafford and Matthews and Spike King. Also, proud to announce, very, very proud to announce, Stafford and Matthews actually landed a sponsorship deal with Colin Covers, a small betting company in Instagram fame. Shout out to Colin Covers. I'm on here right now. Exactly. Right now. <laughs> talk, to the, talk to them about all their sports betting needs and all your needs and wants for sports betting in general. They know what they're talking about. I think they're, they're a very reliable source when it comes to that stuff. And they will win you money. That's probably yeah. the best endorsement Absolutely. I can give for them as well. So shout out to Colin Covers. Uh, I'm excited to start our relationship. I'm sure we'll be excited to renew in a couple months, but definitely excited to, to start this journey with you. And, yes, and we'll see where it goes. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Definitely. And I definitely, and I, and I want to say uh, happy holidays to everybody. Uh, again, please be safe, whether you believe in this thing or not. Just be safe for others, if not yourself. Uh, 
and and that's all I got for you, man. Peace and love. CDC Chris, I love it. You know. <laughs> Week 13 is Saturday. Matt is wrapping up here. Um, stay safe, like Chris just said, and we'll see you next time.